Hi, everybody. It's Sarah Benincasa and my cat, Polly, who you will hear in the background. Uh, This is another episode of Well, This Isn't Normal, a podcast that I've decided to do like once a month, unless I feel like doing it more. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you to the patrons. Um, You support not just this podcast and the cost of... um, you know, keeping it hosted and keeping it archived and all of that. But you also support my weird little art projects, illustrated short fiction, essays, things like that. Stuff that isn't commissioned. Um, a lot of us artists, and if you're listening and you're an artist, you'll relate to this. We we work uh, on stuff in private that we want to share with the world, but it's hard to take the time to do it when there's not any fee or money attached to it, right? Because we need to take on freelance gigs, maybe like myself, in addition to freelance gigs, you're fortunate enough to have a full-time job. That takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of commitment. So Patreon is a fantastic way that uh, artists like myself can earn the money to, to have the time to work on stuff. And to buy the supplies, you know, this very microphone into which I am speaking was purchased thanks to patrons. So that's patreon.com slash Sarah Benincasa. Again, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-a-r-a-b-e-n-i-n-c-a-s-a. Patreon.com slash Sarah Benincasa. I'm also at Sarah J. Benincasa on Twitter, on Instagram, and now on TikTok. How exciting. Now, if you hear stuff in the background, here's what it might be. The sounds of New York City. It might be the sound of my cat, who is sitting on my lap, not moving, frustrated that I am somehow not paying enough attention to her, even though my hand is gently resting on her beautiful head, and I'm softly scratching her between the ears. You may hear the air conditioning, because it's kind of hot, and fuck it, I'm keeping the AC on. Anyway, this episode is about being bad at vacation, like just not being good at relaxing, I guess. Oh my gosh, my cat is gently attacking. Um, I don't know what I'm going to call Potential titles of ep. Bad at vacation. Bad at relaxing. What the hell is relaxing? I don't know how to relax. I don't know what vacation is. I, I do know how to relax, though. So I think it would be disingenuous to say that I'm bad at relaxing. I used to be, and then I figured out how, and I'm still learning all the time, but um, confused by vacation, or maybe what is a vacation? (laughs) Maybe it's that. I don't know. Um, So I'll get into that. I'm actually technically on vacation right now. Um, My boss at my full-time job commented that, that it's rare that I take a full week off and that that my boss can't remember me taking a full week off, I think. And nor can I. I truly cannot recall the last time I took a full week off from work. And I'm fortunate enough to work at a full-time gig that I love. I mean, I get annoyed sometimes. I get irritated. All of that stuff, right? I don't mean to say that, well, you know what? I didn't say it was flawless, right? I mean, you all know, we know that we can love things and people and experiences. And and that's not to imply that they're perfect or something. It's just that we love them. (laughs) Do you love yourself? I hope so. I love myself. Sometimes I get mad at myself. Sometimes I don't like myself. Sometimes I criticize myself. But, you know, there's no implication that something needs to be perfect for for you to love it. Anyway, I love my full-time job. But 
uh, I um, and I've had it for over five and a half years now. Um, huge part of me realizing I needed to be sober, um, developing a schedule, uh, growing more into myself, learning new skills, learning, and I continue to learn how to work with other people. Uh, gosh, I don't know, all sorts of things. I mean, I wrote a book called Real Artists Have Day Jobs, along with my other books, Great DC Trip and Agora Fabulous. But Real Artists Have Day Jobs um, came out before I had this job. And it was very much about how I had had many day jobs in the past. I expected I would in the future and how there's no shame in having one. And in fact, I hope that you take pride in work if you're fortunate enough to have it. And sure enough, I got a day job, but I don't, I always say, I don't really think of it so much as a day job. It's just, it's a job. It's work. It, it's, I work in digital marketing at a nonprofit and I derive a great deal of value from that. Um, but anyway, like I'm not good at going on vacation and I think a lot of that has to do with wanting to prove my worth all the time by constantly being busy, by constantly working. And part of it is that the notion of vacation that we are sold is that one does nothing, nothing, nothing that could earn money, which is like, okay, a lot of folks need to continually earn money if possible, right? But we're, we're supposed to do nothing that could earn money, nothing that could potentially earn money in future. We're supposed to purely focus on just all of a sudden turning off this very committed American work ethic, this hardcore, informed by capitalism, for sure, thing that we are soaked in if you are raised in this country or if you've absorbed its values somehow I'm supposed to suddenly turn all that shit off and just chill for three to ten days that's bonkers what I don't know how to do that and that's okay. So right now, I'm on vacation, but I'm recording a podcast. Well, you know what? I enjoy this podcast. It, it's, it's enjoyable. I like it. I like having a platform to say what I want to say to the world. To, you know, to all 10 listeners. There's more of you than that. But, you know, and I love each and every one of you. And I appreciate each and every one of you. But I, I, I like... I like doing my artsy shit sometimes. I'm going to write... Uh, there's this magazine where I'm a quarterly columnist, Pipe Wrench Magazine, co-created and edited by Michelle Weber, who's a wonderful editor, one of the best editors I've ever had. I, I'm going to finish my column for Michelle this week. I want to sell a new TV show. I'm working on a pilot. I'm, I'm, I, my aim is to bang out a draft. I've been talking to my buddies, um, Dan Hernandez and, and Benji Samet, who are great showrunners and film writers and just fucking cool dudes from uh, 
California and Florida. I mean, they live in California now. Just dads, husbands, weirdos, dorks, enchanting people, brosifs, buds. I've been talking to them about, you know, oh, do I go on a, do I go in a hotel room or do I stay in my house and, and write this pilot? And it's like, you know, Benji said, well, you know, one thing, Dan said the other, and I kind of fell in the middle. And I, I like being creative. I like, I like writing. I like all that. Um, and I guess the, the idea of vacation is that you're supposed to just go on vacation and stop, stop working. I don't know, man. I, I think to me, the notion of vacation is to replenish oneself. That is my, my feeling. So as I make this podcast hopefully useful to you, the idea of, well, this isn't normal is that you listen and hopefully you get some benefit, whether we, we do a relaxation exercise together, whether I interview somebody who shares their stress relief stuff, um, whether I read an essay that I've published that has to do with something happening in the world. And I hope that you listen and you feel less alone. You feel you feel more loved. Uh, maybe I recommend books or, or other podcasts or stuff that you might like. You know, I, I hope that if you listen, if you are confused by vacation, <laughs> bad at taking time off, um, or yearning for it, that you find solutions and you feel some kind of fellowship, or at least that you're entertained as you're sitting in traffic or on the subway or, or taking a walk or wherever you may be. Let me look up the actual, the dictionary definition of vacation. Looking it up, vacation definition. Let's see here. Okay. Let's go to our favorite dictionary, Merriam-Webster. I mean, love all of them. Merriam-Webster, since 1828. Okay. Vacation, noun, often attributive. A period spent away from home or business in travel or recreation. For example, I had a restful vacation at the beach. A scheduled period, scheduled period, during which activity, as of a court or school, is suspended. A period of exemption from work granted to an employee. A respite or a time of respite from something, intermission. An act or instance of vacating. Now here's the the verb version, right? Vacationing. Um, intransitive verb. To take or spend a vacation. Vacationed at the shore. There's also the word vacationer. Synonyms include break, holiday, halls. I guess that's a British term, H-O-L-S. Leave, recess. Another synonym for the verb would be to go on holidaying. I don't know. Let's use it in a sentence. As a noun, family vacations were a high point in my childhood. Interesting, hypothetical Merriam-Webster person. I guess you had a good family life. Good for you. When are you taking vacation this year? Employees are entitled to 120 hours of paid vacation. <laughs> That's adorable. Not in the United States, man. I don't have any vacation days left. We have a one-week vacation in February. The university will be closed for Christmas vacation. And here's a verb. Hoping to vacation in Spain this summer. What a treat, you know. Good for good for you, Merriam-Webster. I don't know. I want to know the etymology, though. Let's get into it. Vacation etymology. So the origin of the word. Where where is this from? Oh, okay. Late Middle English, from Old French or from Latin, from vacare to be unoccupied. Ooh, oh, 
Oh, oh, freedom from obligations, leisure, release. We've really gone on a linguistic journey today. Well, I also want to credit this tweet that I read today by uh, Kimberly Nicole Foster. She is Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-N Foster. We are mutual followers. Um, And I just think she's great. And she said this. I don't like that the lifestyle influencers make content about opting for a life of leisure over work when they've turned their entire lives into a workplace. Ooh, that is a good point. That is a very good point. And then, as a follow-up, she wrote, the successful fashion lifestyle girls are working more hours a week than the nine-to-five girls. And then she wrote, I'm very honest about how hard I work to maintain my lifestyle. It's not for the faint of heart, not even going to bullshit y'all. And that is true. And that's one reason actually that I have to say, and I'll tie this into another podcast. I just did a podcast called Loud About Nothing with um, Sebastian Canelli and Robbie Nunez. Super funny. You're going to hear a lot of, (laughs) you're going to hear Sebastian's Staten Island accent. You'll hear Robbie's specifically Sayreville, New Jersey accent. You'll hear my Hunterdon County, New Jersey accent. Loud about nothing. It's, um, I had a great time. A very dirty, funny time (laughs) in terms of what we spoke about. Um, but, um, it's always nice to kind of go into ridiculous comedy mode, uh, which I don't do as much these days, but certainly takes me back to my stand-up and sketch days. Um, but anyway, so we, fuck, where am I at with this? Oh, we talked about I talked about OnlyFans and I have friends who do OnlyFans and my and how people always say and it's very common to say this to women with large bosoms. My friend Alex Gervaisi has brought this up. Her also a Jersey girl. What's up? Living in California. She's great. She's brought this up. I've saw her do this on a recent um like Q&A. She's like just because my body somebody said sent her a message. I get this message all the time too your body is sick or your body is insane or you're so hot. Well, yes, correct. But then the follow up, like, thank you. But then the follow up is, do you have an OnlyFans? When are you going to start an OnlyFans? And look, OnlyFans is, you can use OnlyFans for lots of things. A lot of people use it for sex work, right? So sex work isn't necessarily just having physical sex with another human being. It can be providing titillation, erotica, etc. in a dedicated space. Now, not everybody on OnlyFans does that. Some people characterize themselves as models. They characterize themselves as uh, comedians, entertainers, whatever you want to say. But some people will own and say that I'm a sex worker and I'm on OF. Um, Some people will put into the realm of sex work. Some people will under that. It's a big umbrella term. Some people will put dancing, stripping, um, other people will say, no, that doesn't count, whatever. So I'm you know, not a sex worker. It's not on me to define what that means, right? But what I will say, I will repeat something that seems to me to be very obvious that sex workers, many sex workers have said in various ways uh, over the millennia. And I will say it, sex work is work. So when you say to me, you say to, when you say to a person, why don't you have an OnlyFans? You're so hot. What you're saying is, I want to access more of your body because I am turned on by you. Why don't you do more work for me? That's what you're saying. 
And my feeling is, look, if you just want to tip a hottie, uh, what work are we making? You know, what, what work? Look at what work we're making. What? So, what work am I making? Uh, I make weird, sometimes erotic in nature in terms of subject matter, um, in terms of the imagery that uh, that I play with. Um, sometimes not. Sometimes just goofy, just weird, just whatever. Uh, I, I make different things. Uh, I've got this podcast, which I appreciate. If you like, subscribe, rate highly. I've got books out. Cool. They're not particularly erotic, but, you know, whatever. Um, I've got, you know, hit the link in the bio on my Twitter on my Instagram, on my TikTok, which is new. I don't think there's a link in the bio. I don't know. Anyway, at Sarah J. Benincasa on all those platforms. You can join the Patreon, right? Cool. Uh, join for a month. Put $5 in the pot and then, you know, quit after a month. <laughs> or be one of the heroes who contributes a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, 20 30 50 100 whatever's right for you. Make up a number. There's so many different ways to do that. And so it's not it's not at all insulting to be asked, where's your OnlyFans? From my perspective, I'm not speaking for my friends here. Not at all. To me, that's not that's not stigmatized. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when people automatically look at you and go, oh, I want to fuck that. Why, where can I see more of it so I can imagine fucking it more easily for me personally? Cool. You're asking us to do work because it's work. Because, too, I'm going to go back to Kimberly Ann Foster's point about influencers. Now, she's talking about, like, the lifestyle influencers, the type of people who go, oh, my life is so chill. And meanwhile, they're creating these really elaborate videos about their life on the road. They're editing, they're um, uploading, they're adjusting to the algorithm redesigns, they're managing their money, they are doing their quarterly taxes as 1099 only, they're trying to do brand integrations, they're their own business. And that's true for anybody who becomes their own business. And that is definitely true for people who are on OnlyFans. Now, it can be supplementary income, plenty of people on OF have other jobs too. But, and I, I sort of talk about this in a uh, in another way, meaning I think I curse more, but, uh, and I'm laughing more, but I'm serious. Like I talk about this on, on that episode of loud about nothing. Like it's work, it's work. And I work a lot and it's hard for me to go on vacation because my sense of self-worth is very much tied to my work. Also, I spend too much money sometimes, so I got to pay bills. And also I just have the bills of life, right? Just the the utility stuff, the mortgage that I'm blessed to have, but also like, wow, you know, that's something. Um, Got to buy food, all that stuff. So this is by no means attempting to portray myself as being in some sort of uh, terrible struggle. I'm so fortunate. I'm so lucky. And I'm grateful for that. I really am grateful and blessed for uh, for all of it. But... When people just know that when you're telling some, when you're asking somebody, not if you're suggesting, oh, you'd make so much money on OnlyFans, like that's something else. But also, like I fucking know, we know, right? <laughs> if you occupy a space, if you have a body that occupies a certain specific fetish space, trust me, if you're a woman, or you are a femme. If you are, I, I mean, this is a trans woman, a cis woman, non-binary, but femme presenting, you've heard it. Because once you occupy the space known as femme, people will just say whatever the fuck they want to you. 
they just will and your body is sort of seen as community property and that is more so I think for women of color from what I can tell just from what I've seen what I've heard um, not a scientific observation on my part and I leave it to those women to and, and femmes to talk about that but like it's just like yo calm down I know <laughs> yeah I know but what is the work that I'm doing so let me bring it back to the concept of vacation I have my daytime my full-time job and then I've got the essays that I write pitching articles I've got that quarterly column for pipe wrench I've got um the four times a month newsletter I do for patrons I've got the four times a month private podcast the private audio letters I do for patrons so there's that um things I've chosen I've chosen all of this and there's probably other stuff I'm forgetting oh yeah I mean I'll act sometimes I'll pitch tv shows and stuff you know when you're pitching anything whether it's an article television show a book that's that's not paid labor so so bringing it back to the vacation thing the vacation subject when one is in go 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 work 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 mode and the Twitter account, the Nat Ministry, talks about this too a lot. Um, it, it's just whether you put the pressure on yourself or the pressure comes from the overculture or it's both, and quite often it's both, like it's hard to switch off to just relax. It really is. It's strange. It's weird. It's weird. So, if you, like me, are somebody who has trouble taking time off, even when it's possible, I would like to, my number one tip is to schedule it. Schedule specific things. Schedule activities. I, I'm not saying pack it. I'm saying do things like, all right, so for me, I'm going to get a mani-pedi. I'm, um, I haven't done that in a long time. And during that time, I'm not going to be on social media on my phone. I'm not going to be on dating apps, which is social media too. I'm not going to be reading the news on my phone. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to chill. Maybe I'll listen to music. Maybe I'll chat with, um, with my nail tech. If they're into chatting, if they're not into chatting, I'm not going to bother them. They're at work. Um, maybe I'll just like stare at things. Maybe something will be on TV at the salon, whatever. For that, say hour and a half, getting my gel mani-pedi, French mani, thank you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be on the phone. That's 90 minutes. Okay. You can go for a massage if possible. It does not have to be an expensive one here in, if you're in a city, especially in New York City or Los Angeles, where I have lived, there's so many inexpensive places to go get a massage. You can go do that. And it's wonderful. And, you know, we tip well, right? Right? We all tip well. We all tip 20% if we can or more. Cool. Um, meditation. I meditated for 10 minutes. Thought about all kinds of shit. But I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't working. Go for a walk. Um, even if on that walk you are like, I can't do it without listening to a podcast about productivity. Okay. Go for the walk. Experiment with listening to music or not. 
My friend Jessica Lagnato, I did a recent episode of her podcast, Ghost of a Podcast. That was um, really fun. Check that out. I support her on Patreon. I suggest you do too. She suggested to me on the podcast, she did a reading about loneliness for me and when, where it shows up in my birth chart. Because as I said to her, you know, I've, I've talked about this with my psychiatrist, my psychologist. I realized I've, in, in my sober world, but I realized I've never addressed it spiritually, sobriety for me spiritually, but I've never addressed it through the woo-woo world. So that was really interesting. But she said, I was like, you know, sometimes the only way I know how to relax is to nap. I get overloaded and then I just go to sleep and it throws me off. Some naps are good, but you know, a four hour depression nap, that's not a nap. So she said, you know, just go lay down flat on your back or whatever and stare at something for five minutes. I think that's great. You can schedule that or you don't have to make a precise time. You can put it on a checklist of to do for your day. Stretching, that's another thing you can do on a checklist. TV movies. I've got this big TV here. Well, for me, it's big. It's like 55 inches. I know some of you have bigger ones, but um, it's here because I'm not good at relaxing. And my friends and family for years have encouraged me to get a television not to just watch TV when I go to a friend's house or not just watch it on my laptop as research. I'm like, okay. So I like watching Abbott Elementary. I like watching Flatbush Misdemeanors. I need to just stop talking about that show because I talk about it so much. It's embarrassing. I like The Lincoln Lawyer. I haven't started The Bear yet, but I will. Um, uh, I loved Bust Down. Um, one of the stars is the late, great Jack Knight, who's, who was just fantastic, but it's a wonderful show. Bust down, go watch it. It's on Peacock. Um, what else? If you haven't seen Astronomy Club, it is a perfect no skips season of television. Same, which is on it's on Netflix, but I would say same with Bust Down. I don't know if they're going to do another season, but um, it was a perfect no skip season of television. Uh, I don't, you know, I watch YouTube stuff about skincare like every day. Listen, I have a checklist. This is embarrassing. I'm going to tell you what my checklist is. Not all of it, but some of the things on it are pray, meditate. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have um, skincare. You know what? I'm doing it right now. You hear me? I'm putting it in skincare. Why? Because just like all those fucking people say on their go to bed with me videos online or their skincare videos on Vogue or whatever, it's my time of day to relax. I'm checking it off. (laughs) For everybody who characterizes themselves as a workaholic and a type A personality, I think this episode is for you. I think we can agree. Now, I have color-coded categories on my calendar. Embarrassing. Let's look at... What are they? What categories do we have? Let's see. Okay. So my categories are friend, date my job, my full-time job, healthy stuff, entertainment stuff, financial health. There's a, there's a few others, but if you need to be a weirdo who color codes your shit, not your physical shit, that's very specific. Uh, I can't really speak to that. Do it. Do it. If you need to put post-its the night before on your mirror that say, today, you're staying off your phone or today you are going to do 3,000 steps. I don't try to do 10,000. I think I average like 1,500 steps a day. Embarrassing. 
try more. I'll try more. But like, these are just little mini breaks. These are moments that could be on a regular work day. And if you get to spend time on vacation, it's okay to have a to-do list. Try and make those things nurturing, replenishing. Uh, I'm hoping for to renew, replenish, relax. Yes. But hey, if, if it's productive, if you take time off from one job to work at the other job, all right, that's rough. And there are many versions of that. Some of you grew up with parents working two or three jobs. I mean, I remember when at one point my mom was like in grad school at night, possibly delivering newspapers. I don't know. I remember at one point she was frying chicken at the racetrack. Um, she was a babysitter. She was a part-time librarian, eventually a full-time librarian. What else, man? She had some jobs in her day. When I was very little, I think she worked in at Gallup polls, calling people on the phone to inquire about what kind of salad dressing they liked. I mean, you know, I, I grew up seeing a parents who had a very strong work ethic, and so that was imparted to me. But um, I also didn't learn how to relax necessarily. And relaxation is so important. I continue to learn how to do it. Um, if I'm ever able to just go to on a vacation for like 10 days, if I, if I have that luxury, and just not do any anything productive other than lay around on the beach and get massages and go on trip like I don't know go spelunking or something that that'll be wild that's a very wild concept to me I uh even seven days of that five days I might could do but but it's hard because I gotta like ramp down you know for me with vacation I need time to ramp down decompress from my normal ways and then I need time to ramp up to my normal ways because otherwise I find it jarring even when I was in high school I remember and middle school it was really hard for me around like when we would go on vacation from school that was wild you know your school break and then starting school up again I had trouble with that transition so anyway I hope you've enjoyed this episode of well this isn't normal I'm going to go get that manicure pedicure. Um, Yeah, so please subscribe, like, all that stuff. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Sarah Ben and Casa. I love you. I like you. Take good care of yourselves. Okay, bye.